This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Kidvelope, the collaborative, zany, very fun mission-adventure game for kids that connects them to faraway family and friends. It's perfect for grandparents, divorced parents, and military families who collaborate with the kids to solve adventures together. Order Kidvelope right now at kidvelope.com and save 20% off your order with the code COOLMOMPICKS20. That's code COOLMOMPICKS20 to save 20% off your order at kidvelope.com. This episode of Spawned is also brought to you by Wild Brain Network. They specialize in creating and broadcasting kids' video entertainment. Across hundreds of trusted, child-friendly YouTube channels, Wild Brain brings the classics that have stood the test of time and zooms in on the new shows that help kids today understand the world, like Kitty Zuza, Ellie Sparkles, and the Tiddlytubbies. Head over to YouTube.com to check out these great Wild Brain channels. And welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Liz Gumpener. And I'm Kristen Chase, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. On today's episode of Spawn, we're talking about the importance of gratitude. Ooh, one of our favorite topics. I'm so glad we're talking about this, Kristen. This is a big one. We have a lot to say, and as always, we'll close out our show with our cool picks of the week. So, gratitude, it's very timely, of course, as the holiday season is We've here. We've been talking about it a lot. We like have. You and I, offline. I feel like we keep writing a lot of posts on Cool Mom Picks about gratitude apps and gratitude coloring pages and things like that. Like, it's just on the brain these days. Yeah, absolutely. And not just because of the holidays. There are a lot of things going on that have us all thinking about gratitude. But I think it's the perfect opportunity to focus on it now that we have Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays, whichever holiday you celebrate in December and early January. So let's just talk about this because it is on my mind particularly because I really love to give my kids experiences, right? Like that's my thing is that I feel like the more that I can travel with them or take them places, the more it will impact them, hopefully in a positive way, because they're able to see the world and see people that are different from who they see at school every day. I completely agree. Yeah. You know? I mean, empathy comes from travel and experiencing the world and being around different kinds of people. This is just a good time to think about what we do have. I think it's so easy to get caught up in the holiday craziness of yes. gifts and shopping and cooking and entertainment and cleaning. Well, unless you're me. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you get, we don't get caught and up in And all the that. work we're trying to get finished and how to balance it all and go to all of our kids' like end of year performances and well, teacher I'm exhausted and just listening to your lot. list. I know. It's, <laughs> and I'm not even done. That's only like half my list, Kristen. So yeah, it's very stressful. And so I've found that like sitting down and taking a minute to just like think about what's good and not just get caught up in all the craziness it helps me a lot. And seeing also some of the stuff that's tough out there, it really kind of centers me and brings me back to the good things in my life. And there's a lot of tough things going on in my life also, like big, scary, tough things, but nothing like adversity to help make you focus on what's good and what we can be thankful for. So I love the idea that you're deliberately and conscientiously instilling that in your kids right now also. Absolutely. We've done it for the last few years. I've been slowly easing them out. And to be honest, it helps that they're not with me every Christmas holiday. I share that holiday with my ex. So part of it is a little easy because they're not waking up on Christmas morning in my home. When they come back for New Year's, I feel like that expectation of there being tons of gifts or whatever has decreased for me. And so it's easy 
easier for me to be like, we're all going to the theater. Merry Christmas. And so they've gotten used to it over these last few years. So you're tying the idea of gratitude to gift giving and limiting gift giving or being more mindful of the kinds of gifts that you give? Well, partially, yes. Because my kids, I'll speak for me, but I'm sure I can speak for you. They get a lot of stuff during the year. Part of what we do at Cool Mom Picks means that they are seeing a lot of toys and tech and all that kind of stuff during the year that I know a lot of kids don't. So that's really top of mind for me. Mm -hmm. And I honestly feel as though they have no full sense of how lucky they are, honestly. And and this came to a head for me when my dog tore up my couch. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And so I came home one day and my son sent me a FaceTime video and there was a couch. And I'm really not super materialistic. I don't feel like maybe I am, but furniture's furniture, whatever. I mean, I was Yeah, it's not like some vintage Eames Exactly. I might have been more upset if it were that, but it was not. But it was a nice Pottery Barn couch that I remember spending a lot of money on and it was still in great condition and I was upset. And I remember my kids, like not all of them, but a few of them just kind of being like really blasé about it. And I was like, yo. Yeah. No, that's (laughs) a good point. Hold up. We are having a family meeting. And I have to say that was a couple months ago. And from then on, I have been very vocal. Like if they're complaining about things or if we go to a store and they can't buy something, of course, they have their allowance, which we've covered in a past show. And I'm like, you can use your own money. But if they get upset, I'll be like, well, let's talk about the people that have lost everything in the California fires. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's let's true. be grounded. And it's a bit of forced gratefulness, but I think sometimes like that's the gateway to a gratefulness practice that they can do, whether it's every day or every week or every month, because sometimes you just have to force it. I've actually been talking more specifically about finances with my kids now that they're 11 and 13. And they're that's old good. To start to understand finances. You know, they have their own allowance. They have to manage it and so on. You know, like if I take on a freelance project, I'll be like, this means you can go to camp maybe this year. <laughs> you know, so right, right. I've started started to connect the work that I have to do to how it benefits our lives. Because like working parents have so much guilt. We talk about this all the time. And there's something nice about them being old enough that, you know, it's not to burden them or make them feel guilty or make them feel like they have to take care of me. But I want them to understand that there's a connection between what we have and how we work for it. I think that helps them also and kind of makes them remember to say thank you because they're seeing, you know, when I'm like up until one in the morning finishing a project, instead of being so upset that I can't watch like Netflix marathon with them. Riverdale. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I'm off of Riverdale. We're to atypical, actually, thanks oh, to your yay. recommendation. Love it. Yay. But yeah, they'd rather be doing that. And sometimes I have to say, I'm sorry, I have to work tonight. And I think it's actually helping them feel less indignant about it and more like, okay, you know, I understand why she has to work. So that's been something that's worked in our house lately. Yeah, we have talked a lot in past shows about saying out loud what we're doing on our technology. Yeah. Remember we had Anya Kamenetz on who wrote that yeah. book about screen time. And she talked about saying out loud what you're doing on your phone, on your computer, so your kids understand understand what it is. And it's also a way to be accountable to yourself. And I think in a way it kind of applies, right? It's like, well, here I am. This is what I'm doing right now so that you know, it makes you think like I am working so that we can afford to go away for the holidays. Right. Or I'm putting extra time in here so that I have extra time there. Sometimes we keep everything internal and our kids don't know, like they just don't know. Yeah. And so it's our job to share with them so that they can learn. Here's my challenge. Maybe you can help me with this. Mm -hmm. My challenge is I don't want them to be obsessed with stuff. So for instance, like, okay, how much does that cost? Or like, how much does that cost? That's how I was growing up because what was interesting in my life is we had a lot of money 
but my parents really didn't let me have any of it. So I was always a penny pincher, but to like kind of an obsessive way. Yeah, it interfered with my enjoyment of life. So I don't want them to just be like expecting a Starbucks drink. You know what I mean? Whenever we go out. But at the same time, I don't want them to be like, oh, can we afford that? Oh, is that enough money? Oh, we probably can't do that. I think that's a generational thing too. Is it? That's like partly why people give millennials so much crap is because their parents, (laughs) you know, had to work. No, really. I mean, had to work so hard that they kind of overindulged kids to some degree. And, you know, I I had kind of the opposite thing as you. We were like the poorest people in the rich town. Right. So I used to see all my friends were going off to the like school ski trip for the winter. And my mom was like, can't afford it. So it really kind of put things in perspective. And I think people had the impression that like if you live in a town with a fancy name in Westchester County, that you're all rich. And it's just totally not true. So I had a very different understanding of like what I could, what I could do. And then it made me feel grateful for the stuff that I did do. So I would say I had a relatively privileged life, but it was definitely not like... I was not keeping up with the Joneses very much or the Schwartzes or the Browses. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think the cool thing about the things we're talking about is they're not just holiday focused. Right. Like there's a lot of things we can do to help encourage our kids to think mindfully about what they have, what they're thankful for, what they're grateful for. You know, we always talk about it around Thanksgiving, but there's so many other times. And we were talking about this earlier offline. You were talking about how kids get stuff kind of all the time. It's like the whole world has become one big holiday holiday for gift giving. Like we get pitches for Halloween gifts. I know. That's so true. I mean, we don't really do that, but kids get gifts so much that it's not like the holidays. And it used to be like holiday, birthday. Those were your two gifts. Yeah, that was it. And like if you went to the store and you wanted something, like you would buy it with your own money. Like there was no way you were going to get it. And my parents would always be like, wait for Christmas, wait for Christmas, wait for Christmas. And I feel kind of like uncomfortable saying it, like admitting it, like that there's gifts all the time. Yes. But there kind of is. There are gifts all the time. That's obviously like a privileged place to be and not everyone's like that. And they're not always like big gifts. It may just be like you're saying we can go to Starbucks after school and get a treat, but it's not that much of a treat because we can do it every week. That's true. Yeah. So I agree with you that it's like kind of something we have to work on all year long because it's not just a holiday time thing. There are copious things for children. There's like children carrying phones in their pockets that are worth more than anything we ever owned as kids combined. Yeah. Well, (laughs) how do you do that then? Because I feel like the more we talk at our kids or even with our kids, like the less they listen. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I could tell them until they're blue in the face, like this costs this much money. So, you know, on my part, I feel like it has a lot to do with action. And I love your idea of like saying you're working or like going to the store and being like, this is $10, like taking them grocery shopping with you so that they understand like this is expensive. And I don't want to get into like a whole wasting food thing because that's a whole other show. No, but even like when you show them, they want like some big box of cereal yes. and you're like, I just want you to know that's three weeks of your allowance right there. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, the, exactly. that kind of puts it in perspective. So I do think it that really like giving does. kids allowance, making them manage their own money definitely helps them understand value. But then yes. gratitude also just goes beyond money and more to just feeling like grateful for the little things or the day-to-day things that we have clean water to drink, that we have a roof over our heads. Like you said, people in California, I mean, my heart is breaking every yes. day just seeing people who have lost everything, let alone people in Puerto Rico who have been still suffering, people in Flint who don't have water. I mean, it's all around and, us. And, you know, maybe our listeners are in some of those areas too. Yeah. I, I can't stop thinking 
about it. You know, it's easy to shut off the news and not want to hear the bad stuff when it doesn't affect you. I want to know what's going on because I think it helps me put life in perspective and talk to my kids about that stuff. You know, one thing I do is I ask them, well, what do you want to do about this? I think I told you this before. Like, my kids were lucky enough to meet Chelsea Clinton a couple years ago at a I remember uh, that a speech she was giving. It yep. was cool. And they asked her, how did you grow up to believe in public service and all this stuff? They said it a lot more eloquently than that. <laughs> <laughs> and she said that when she was a kid, that her parents would ask her to get up in the morning when she was like eight years old. And they would ask her to read the paper. And they would ask her about one story that caught her attention or something that she was upset about. And she would tell them. And they'd say, OK, now what are you going to do about it? Right. And so I've kind of started implementing that too like if the kids are upset about the fires i say well what can we do about it mm-hmm. or if they hear something at school about discrimination or they read a book about immigrants and it's upsetting to them to like learn the stories we saw the hate you give and oh my gosh was that like an amazing source of discussions yeah then i course. ask them well what do you want to do about it mm-hmm. and i think them being part of the solution and being proactive forces them to think about what they do have and yes. the position that they're in to help others which is not a money thing per se it's really just to about your heart and your head and your time and your soul and investing in other people. And I think that's a good place to be. Yeah, I think it's easy as a parent to get upset about it ungrateful children are sort of my hot button. I think all parents have pet peeves, whatever it is that your kids do. But a lack of gratefulness really sets me off. Yeah. And my kids don't really do this, but you know, like they'll get a gift, they'll say thank you, and then they don't put it away. You know, like that makes me nuts because it's like if you got something and you just leave it on the counter, that to me shows that you're not really grateful for oh it. Oh my gosh. My iPad was sitting on the floor the other day. I no, went insane. I dude. was like, do you know what this costs? <laughs> this is a fancy piece of electronics. Why why is it on the floor? It's mine. You don't just get to like use it and put it anywhere you want. I'm right. like, if you stepped on it, I just yes. went off. Oh, that sounds like me. And they're usually really good about that. <laughs> but to me, that's like a kind of taking stuff for granted. Yeah, that bugs me. Yes, that's <laughs> kind of how it's been for me. And I decided like that just can't be it, right? So I've started having them write things down. And initially, my kids were like, whatever. Like they did it. My kids will do it. But they kind of... They, wait, t- what did they write down? Just things that they they're grateful for. Oh, that's nice. And it was a page that we featured on Cool Mom Picks. You know, there's a space for like 25 things. And I said, you can just write one. I don't care. You can fill it all up or you can just write one thing. And what I found was that I've never made them sit down and think about that. Sometimes I don't even know if I've sat down and like listed out the things that I'm grateful for. I mean, have you actually ever done that? I do that as kind of a um, New Year's tradition every year. Oh, like okay. I'll open like a journal. I thought you were going to say a bottle of champagne. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could do that too. I used to keep a rune journal and I would draw a rune and it would kind of give me like guidance. If you don't know runes, they're really cool. It's like tarot cards, but way better. Like little Norwegian glyphs some tiles basically it looked like scrabble tiles and they're meaningful and i don't know they've always kind of given me some sort of guidance and centering and so every new year i would draw one which would give me kind of a thought to meditate on for the year and then i would try to make a list of things i was grateful for and things that were good and then things that i wanted to do better or that i wanted to improve on and it was a good exercise i should probably do it more (laughs) once a year. yeah well see that's the thing you do it once a year that's great that's even more than i've done it and so i think just the act of writing it down was so powerful for them and we do the thing where we say what 
we're thankful for around the Thanksgiving table. Like we do New Year's, I don't call them resolutions, but goals and that sort of thing. But just writing it down, it was fascinating, especially my eight-year-old. Like she wrote down a lot of things. She wrote down her clothes. She wrote down water. She wrote down food. And I have to be honest, it, there was a shift. There was a shift. Yeah, I was going to ask after you, did it you feel happened. Yes, like I a did. Before and after. Yes, I really? absolutely did. Like so, she says she's grateful for clothes. Like what changed? Honestly, they all chipped in more. Like if I ask them to do something, I swear that they're just more motivated to help me out. It's not that they don't complain at all ever about anything, <laughs> but you know, I'll be like, oh, you know what? You're home from school today and I've been working and you've been watching TV for the last two hours. Hey, can you take the dogs out? And they'll be like, sure. You know, and so I'll give them a little context as I just did sometimes yeah. if they need it. But I think overall, it's been really helpful for them. And honestly, it was eye-opening for me because it doesn't necessarily come naturally. I think that's where I fell off in my guidance for them, right? Like sometimes you need to lead them. I think it works on both sides. I think for those of us who are struggling or going through health issues in the family or having problems or we have estranged family members or, you know, holidays can be really hard for people. Thinking about gratitude can be really grounding and centering and can kind of bring you back to a more positive place. But also on the other side of it, like we were talking before, when you have an abundance of stuff, time, money, health, whatever it is, yeah. I think that's when you also really need to step back and focus and feel grateful for what you have instead of just kind of riding the wave. <laughs> and also it grounds you in that other direction. Yeah, so I, 100%. You know, I think gratitude is good for everybody. And um, I love the idea of having those printable pages and gratitude journals. Actually, we did all these printables on Cool Mom Picks this year for Thanksgiving. We always do coloring pages. And first of all, I'll never do like a stupid little pilgrim and happy Indian child skipping together holding hands again because we did those historically accurate coloring pages. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, not that's again. What we're doing. Never. So instead, I found a bunch that were all specifically about gratitude and gratefulness and had kind of like the journals that you had, but, you know, they had cute leaves and stuff for kids to color in. And even if you're like five years old, you know, if you can hold a big fat crayon in your little cute hands, you can write down that you're grateful for your cats. And if you're a teen, you can certainly be more introspective and write down what you're grateful for. And I think, I don't know, I feel like we should start doing that like the first of every month. Like I, that's a great idea. Kind of... And I think it's good not to overwhelm, like, we're going to do this every day. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. do it the first or maybe at the end of the month to like be retrospective and look look back at how the month was. But I think starting kids in that direction by writing it down, you know, so some other things we can talk about that I found and you found too, I'm sure. Um, so this year, I mean, we do Secret Santa every year with our family because it's four mm. kids and my kids, they don't need four things from all of their siblings. It's just a whole lot of stuff. Oh yeah, it limits the gifts and it makes so them so much easier. we do Secret Santa and this year, you know, my kids have consistently been getting an allowance now. I've got a new system in place. I'm like on top of it. They get paid to do stuff, you know, You've seen some of my kids um, in Cool Mom Picks photos and videos, and I actually pay them to be a part of that. So they have all that money that they can either save or spend. And so they're responsible for half of the gift. And I think that's important to get them to use their own money, not just on the things that they want, but also on the things that they're giving to other people. Yeah. And I find that it makes them more excited. It makes them more invested in the gift itself. Overall, I think that makes the other person more grateful. 
grateful because they're like, wow, you spent your own money on this? It wasn't just mom's money? <laughs> I agree. Also, I think it's like you were saying from the very beginning about experiences and like limiting gifts. And even though yes. we write about gifts all year, like I love nothing more than finding gifts for other people. Oh, it's <laughs> makes fun. Me feel good. It's so fun. Yeah. But we've always talked about kind of conscientious consumerism and mindful shopping and buying stuff that supports a company you really love or buying something really special that, you know, people will adore. I mean, how many times have we gotten pitched like the It Toy of the Year that's sold out that's $8 zillion on eBay and really it's a piece of crap and like your kids will not play with it after January 1st. Yep. Like I, I did that a little when the kids were really little and you just want to like shower them with everything and they're too young to even like open a package by themselves. <laughs> we are way <laughs> past that now. So, you know, I like the idea also of experiences and I hesitate to say this in case any of my kids or John kids are listening, but I think we are going to forego the gifts this year and do a really awesome experience because we don't get to all be together as much as we would like. And so we have an abundance of gratitude for every day that we get to all be together as a big, crazy family of six like you I are. love that. And I'd rather do that than get them like 37 pieces of crap in a stocking that like they completely forget about the next yeah. day. Yeah. Well, I have to be honest. And I think your kids are old enough. Your kids are so lovely. Like they'll be so cool with that. But I feel like parents listening, I think you got to ease yourself into that. Like that's a hard like shift. I mean, because we did that last year and my kids were like, what? Like we went away for Christmas last year. That was my gift to them. And they each got one thing that basically involved us doing something together, just me and them. I have four kids. Like, well, even so, like when you're you're all together, it's four kids. There's, is, there's a lot of kids and not a lot of parents, let's put it that way. And so I took my youngest to see The Nutcracker. I took my oldest to go see a musical. You know what I mean? So... That's how we have eased it in. And I think this year, like, there might just be stockings. <laughs> and I, you know what? I actually, I know that it is harder for kids that are, like, hardcore Santa believers yes. also. Because yes. you go back to second grade and it's like, what did Santa bring you? And it's like one thing. Right, right. <laughs> and so I can see where that also creates kind of like some pressure and expectation. Totally, and totally. So maybe there's a way to work around that. Maybe like you can say, well, Santa just brought us each three things this year and made a really big donation to Donors Choose. Isn't Santa nice? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Santa nice? He gave all his money to the teachers. But you know what? Our friend Gabby, a design mom, our friend Amara Martin, who was on the show, they do where Santa or just the parents give four things or three things. Do you remember this? It's something to read, something to wear, something to play with, something they want, or something they want, something they need, something to read, something to play with, or whatever. Yes, Some combination. That. So that's another way. I mean, it's still four things, and in a big family, that's a lot of things. But that's one way to sort of ease yourself into this idea of giving what you have is meaningful gifts. I love that. It's like, because people are like, gifts that give back, eh, but like meaningful gifts, whatever that is. Yeah, we're going to have a whole you. category on our gift guide this oh, year. That's exciting. Meaningful gift ideas for kids that yeah. kind of go beyond the toys. Because I think there's like so many special things that help connect them with family or give back to other kids in the world or show that you have devotion and passion for your own kids' interests. Like, there's a lot of things that can be meaningful. And I think it's kind of like when you have that embarrassment of riches, you kind of don't see anything. Right. If you get 32 toys, it's hard to remember one. But when you get yes. one, you really remember that one. You really do. And I don't know about you, but everything my kids want always has to do with time. They just want time with me. Alone time. Yeah. Sage would like like unicorn headbands and Stranger Things board games. <laughs> 
<laughs> they definitely want some stuff for sure. But you know what? They love the experiences too. And like last year when we surprised them and we got them all like Broadway tickets, it was awesome. It was such a special, amazing day. And I bet they couldn't even name something that they got under the tree two years ago, but they all remember the trip to Broadway. Yeah, well, that's true. But also you get some alone time with Sage a lot, right? I do, so. I do. And that's really important when you have more than one kid to like give each kid time alone. That in itself can be a gift. Yeah, well, in my house, that doesn't happen. So like four kids to basically one parent. They have a step parent. So I think for families who have a lot of kids, especially people who are working outside the home, the gift of time together, I mean, obviously just doing something, not staring at each other, but like going and doing something can be super valuable. Like when you break it down with your kids, like, do you want this Lego set or would you like to go with me by myself? Like, to the mall. And I know my kids would love that. Yes. And you know what? Actually, to bring it back to gratitude, the more I think about that, that really brings in gratitude for us as parents as well. Like sometimes we see our kids as a group or we see them as siblings. And I think getting to have time with each of them individually makes me feel grateful for who they are as individuals and as unique people in their own rights. And, you know, when I get to take Sage to school in the morning, pick her up in the afternoon, just us now, it's just a special time where I feel grateful for like this awesome little kid. I have here. And, you know, I've been going, well, you know this. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast of this. I've been doing high school applications and auditions for Thalia in New York City, which is like complete and utter hell. When I wrote about the circles of hell, New York City school applications was definitely one of them, <laughs> if you translate from the original Latin. So we've been spending a lot of time together, but it also makes me feel grateful for who she is and who she's become and how she's dealing with adversity. So, you know, I think that time together, it doesn't always have to be something super special. Sometimes it's just like you're saying, just time, just time to like get to know each other is really nice. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure our listeners have fabulous ideas as they always do when it comes to gratitude and gratefulness. We'd love to hear what you do with your families. Do you have a gratitude or gratefulness practice for yourself? You know, how do you instill that in your kids? You can always drop us an email, spawn at coolmompics.com. Hit us up on Twitter. We use the hashtag spawn show. And then you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. That's true. We are. And we will be back right after this. We are so excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to Spawn, Kidvelope. Kristen, have you seen this? I have it. It's really cool. Have it you seen it yet? It sounds really awesome. And I see it's for divorced parents. It's great for military families. Like two of those things are me. So this is perfect yeah. for our family. And you're not a grandparent yet, but your kids have grandparents. So it's basically this mystery adventure game. Ooh. And you get a box in the mail and you open it up and there's like a big game board and real pieces and like funny glasses and hands on stuff you can do and you collaborate a kid collaborates with an adult partner somewhere else like a college-age sibling or a grandparent or like you said a deployed parent and they help solve a mystery together by connecting online or through text or through email or even just talking to each other so it's a really special way to help bring kids together with family members that they may not be close to it's really cool i love this concept and of course my kids i'm sure yours do love to get mail so anything that comes in the mailbox is awesome totally well it's great for kids kids about 6 to 11, although I have an 11-year-old and she's not ready to outgrow this. She could play it for ah, another couple years. That's awesome. And if you look at the site, kidvelope.com, you might recognize some of the illustrations. It was Ooh. actually designed by an illustrator from Mad Magazine. And the people that work on it, they come out of like HBO and Nickelodeon, Mad, Hasbro. So they totally know what they're doing. It's fun. It's zany. It's irreverent. It's such a cool gift for the holidays right now, especially as we talk about meaningful gifts and how to do something that has more value than 
just a toy. I right. just love the idea that it's about connecting kids with family. Yeah, and you know, we, up until a few years ago, were always far away from any of our friends and family. So something like this, I'm sure there are listeners out there that have family members or close friends that are far away, and you want your kids to be able to connect with them beyond that FaceTime video, right? This sounds like such totally. an awesome gift idea. Yeah, you do puzzles, challenges, activities, like building things. Kids use imagination and creative expression, and they solve problems. Like, it really is awesome, and it's it, there's just nothing like it. Like, we see a lot of toys. We do. I've never seen anything like this before. It's very cool. I hope you guys will check it out. It's at Kidvelope, like kid envelope, kidvelope.com. And actually, our listeners get a 20% Ooh, discount. Yay. Just use the code COOLMOMPICKS20 at kidvelope.com. Save 20% right in time for the holidays. We also get to welcome another sponsor of Spawn this week, Wild Brain Network. Now, Liz, I know your kids, they don't watch YouTube, right? Uh, <laughs> no, never. I don't know what you're talking about. Because mine don't watch it either. They don't so. watch videos in their free time the way we used to watch Saturday morning cartoons on the big TV or anything like that. We're just kidding. <laughs> if you hadn't figured that out, our kids all love YouTube. And our sponsor, Wild Brain Network, they specialize in creating and broadcasting Casting kids video entertainment. And I love that they have done a lot of classics that have stood the test of time, but they're also really about creating some new shows. And I have to admit, I hadn't heard of these beforehand, but I would probably bet money that my children know all of them because they're super popular. 2.5 million subscribers on some of these? Holy moly. You know, I'm like total data nerding out. I'm looking at some of this information. Kristen, did you know that over the last 90 days, one third of the tens of millions of kids worldwide who are on YouTube watched at least one video on the Walbrain Network. That is like a lot of kids. That's so clearly these are super popular. And, you know, we're talking about family time over the holidays. I think this is like a cool thing if you have younger kids to sit around together and watch something the kids like instead of making them watch Queer Eye with you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that either. All right, so let's talk about these shows quickly here. We have Kitty Zuza. K-I-D-D-Y-Z-U-Z-A-A. Kitty Zuza. That's like the best word ever. I know. I love that. Kitty Zuza. Kitty Zuza. Okay, so... Kitty Zuza is the home of modern-day princesses, Princess Olivia, Esme, and Liliana, and Isabella. Wow, great names here. They've got magic and wacky inventions. They're using their hands. They're using their brains, so that's cool. And then Ellie Sparkles, she hosts the ultimate toy game show from her home in New York City. Very popular. Wow. Yes, very popular. <laughs> and then your favorite, I know, Liz, go ahead, introduce it. Tiddly Tubbies. <laughs> I can't say it without laughing. It's so funny. I can see why it's popular, because I think the I like saying Kitty Zuza. I think kids like saying Tiddly Tubbies, which is eight really cute small sibling figures to the main Teletubbies. If you couldn't figure that out, Teletubbies, Tiddly Tubbies. And they like playing simple games and singing in the playroom, and they're safe and cuddly and soft, and it's nice to allow our kids to watch shows that we know are safe and appropriate for them. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find all of these on the Wild Brain Network on YouTube. So that's the Tiddly Tubbies, Kitty Zuza, and Ellie Sparkles. So now it's time for Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! Kristen, do you want to go first? Yeah, well, I'm sort of on theme here. I couldn't help myself, but I <laughs> wanted to just talk a little more about the gratitude journal pages that we featured on Cool Mom Picks. Oh, because nice. Because they were really helpful. I think when people hear journal, they get a little overwhelmed. I mean, I do. I'm like, oh, it's a journal. There's like lots of pages. But there are actually, these are printable pages. And the one that I have that I love so much looks like a sunshine. This 
This is the one that Kate sent me. It's at Scattered Printable, and it's $3. It's so worth it. And what's great about it is the rays of sun are kind of lines, right? So they can write on there what they like or what they're grateful for, and then they can color it in. So it's kind of like a twofer, if you will. They could do it every day of the month. It's really, really cool. My kids love that one. So anyway, just wanted to share that and reiterate how appreciative I am for that post. And we'll, of course, link it up on our podcast page. Well, you know, I guess we both have printables on the brain. Ooh, <laughs> what do you have, one Liz? of my picks is this cool shop I just happened to find. I found them through Instagram. Okay. It's called ColoringBroadway.com. What? So speaking of oh my, my kids being obsessed with Broadway. Okay. <gasps> I'm looking. They're like... It's super cool. This and is then you insane. click through the shop and they've got an Etsy shop called The Coloring Project. It's amazing. It's amazing, right? Oh my goodness. So it looks yes. like it's run by a woman, an artist named Andrea Kohler. So and talented. what she's done is she's created all these printable coloring books and coloring pages and they're great looking. And they're themed around Hamilton, Dear Evan Hansen. There's a Skylar Sisters pack. There's Come From Away and Heathers and oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Mama Mia in the Heights. Basically as geeky as you want to get deep into Broadway or, you know, like Phantom of the Opera. So I know that I'm going to be downloading some of these for my kids to keep them busy over the holidays. It's so cool. And they're really kind of like adult coloring pages. Yes. Like they're more complex. But like, look, if your kids are into the Skylar sisters, you need this download. It's like, I think, $7.95. They look like um, Funko Pop figures, by the way. They're yeah. like super cool, like yeah. Peggy Skylar's Funko Pop. It's a whole set of coloring note cards with envelopes that you can buy or they have like the downloadable coloring pages. It's so cool. So again, it's the coloring project at Etsy or you can just go to coloring broadway.com that's my cool pick of the week awesome all right well that is our episode of spawn thank you so much for listening huge thanks to our engineer john bowen we're grateful for you john we feel gratitude for john and we feel gratitude towards all of you also for listening so thank you and really do send us emails or hit us up on social media because we'd love to hear your own ideas about gratitude and gift giving and holidays and if you're stressed and if you're not stressed and and also if we can help you in any way because that's what we're here to do on our site and here on the podcast so just pop us a line and we'll help you out and if you feel so led to send a little gratefulness our way leave us a five-star review on itunes and subscribe to our episode and download and save our episodes see all those little things that you can do they all add up they help more people find spawn and for that we are grateful so thanks for doing it all comes back around well hey thanks for joining us for spawn this is liz and this is Kristen. have a great day bye